Hi everyone, it's Caitlin. I am super excited to announce my new project, Offerings Oracle. Offerings Oracle is a 33 card full color oracle deck meant to deepen your intimacy and connection to the good spirits who surround and support you. In order to make this new project a reality, I need your help. My Kickstarter launches on February 28th. You can learn more about Offerings Oracle and sign up for Kickstarter notifications at motherofmystics.com slash offerings oracle. Thank you so much for your support. I'll see you soon. Bye. Hermes draw near and to my prayer incline in arts gymnastic and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere. Be present, Hermes, in thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode 28 Boundaries and Protection. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. <laughs> and welcome to Third Eye Bind. In this episode, we are discussing boundaries and protection. 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 <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Superstar. Superstar. <laughs> we noticed a lot of questions that have come in have to do with this topic. So we're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about it. But before we talk about it, we would like to thank you for watching and for listening. And we invite you to support us by liking this episode, leaving a comment, leaving a review, rating our show, and sharing it with your friends, your family, and really whomever. Thank you for doing that because it's working. <laughs> it is working, yes. So we really appreciate uh, We appreciate you. Mm. If you share us on social media, please tag us. We love it. We love reposting. We love seeing it. It's super fun. Kind criticisms and kind <laughs> uh, props. For sure. And... Um, <laughs> If you love us, we invite you to please support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thirdeyebindpod. For as little as a dollar a month. Yes. Anything helps. Everything helps. We are a self-funded independent, um, independent podcast, podcast slash blog i always say we're a yes. podcast but we're not just a we podcast. are a show we are a show this is a show this is an experience this is a whole experience <laughs> i love we love when y'all watch us on your tv screens yes it feels right it feels right we're supposed to be on tv it feels here's right. the thing discovery plus hbo max oh, yes we're supposed to be on tv we are <laughs> so Thanks for literally putting us there. It makes us feel good. It makes us feel really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, boundaries and protection. Boundaries and protection. Let's see what comes up yeah, in the cards. I honestly don't know. There's a lot of ways to sort of go about this topic. So, Is that it? No. I'm interested to see where That's this it. goes. No. No. That's it. Okay. Interesting. I pulled this card in a recent episode. Really? 
Yes. Is this the right card? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I pulled the hanged man. Oh. At least I believe it to be my pain is self-chosen. Once again, oh, yeah. I pulled the hangman. I pulled this in the mother, mother episode, episode this season. Interesting. And something that you mentioned about the hangman is standing out to me right now, which is the hangman inviting us to see things or consider things from an alternate perspective. Yeah. And when it comes to boundaries, it's not simply about creating them, but also about redefining them Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the way we can change the way we view our lives, change the way we view relationships by having boundaries or by expanding our boundaries or contracting them as needed. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think that the hanged man reminds us of the importance of being still for a moment and taking some time to consider what boundaries and what protections we really do need to have in place or what boundaries and protections aren't really serving us anymore. And it's time to like loosen up and change a little bit. And I do want to talk about the fluidity of boundaries, especially in relationship to the trickster Yeah. in this episode. So I'm excited to dig into this some more. Let's dig into it. Let's dig into it. I love that the the in the un, inability to move as the mm-hmm. hanged man is really interesting to me as an as a busy person. Yeah. Like as busy people we don't often give ourselves the time to reevaluate mm. these things and then they get stepped on and then we're like shit. Mm-hmm. We're like why is this happening? Yeah, those moments of yeah. stillness are important. I also think it brings to mind for me like being in a position of vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're stuck, when you're still, you're in this position of vulnerability and it's when your boundaries and protections can help you the most Mm -hmm. so that you're able to move through these periods of being vulnerable or being still. Yeah. Um, So boundaries are full of contradictions and it makes them by nature very mercurial. And in the book, Trickster Makes the World Go Round, which is a book that really helped inspire this entire podcast, Mm -hmm. Lewis Hyde discusses how different tricksters in lore and legend, including Mercury, create new boundaries by disrupting ones that already exist. They challenge the status quo and create new realities by shaking the snow globe, as Laura likes to say. Yeah, I was yes. excited. I do like to say that. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think that a lot of the conversation around boundaries right now, at least in the spaces that I move through, have very much to do with challenging the status quo. Usually, our families of origin. Um, or the ways that we perceive ourselves based on the way we grow up, the way we relate to other people based on the way we grow up. A lot of the boundaries I hear people talking about now are like setting boundaries with our parents, setting boundaries within certain friendships and relationships and recognizing that we're honoring ourselves and protecting ourselves by doing these things, but we also might be upsetting people. Yeah, and challenging their perception of us mm-hmm. by doing these things. Yeah. I mean, if when you change in any sort of way, whether that's evolving just as a person or like creating a new boundary, people don't often respond well to that. Mm. And it's 
it's because they're not able to like empathize with you for some reason or they expect you to be in the same place as they are in order to like maintain a friendship for instance Mm -hmm. or because they're not ready to move on with themselves or the change that you're creating somehow makes them feel insecure about whatever it is they're going mm-hmm. through as if to say like oh you're so this and that now and what does that make me D- bingo yeah <laughs> i think that's a big one that's yeah. a big one when we start to stand up for ourselves and say like this is something that doesn't work for me anymore yeah um i think that definitely mirrors back to others like oh this is some stuff in my own world, in my own life that now I have to confront and maybe I don't want to, maybe I wasn't ready to. Yeah. I, I honestly, I see this a lot with like the, you know, with non-binary folks and like the, the pronouns thing and the, the advancements that have been made in like gender and sex and all that Mm. kind of thing. Like it really reminds me of like, hear like hearing all these things and being like what the fuck is all this and people you know responding badly to it and Mm. just being like what because it's like you know what i mean it like triggers something in them where it's Mm -hmm. like they're being challenged they're being challenged the norm is being challenged and changed Mm -hmm. and people don't often like that or it takes them a while to understand which Mm -hmm. is what i think is going on yeah you know um when my kids started to transition it was something that they don't listen. My in-laws had trouble with and really continue to have trouble with three mm. years later. Um, really, really struggle with even like just trying. <laughs> and I remember one day I told my mother-in-law on the phone, I don't need you to understand. I just need you to participate. Right. Like, I don't need you to understand it because that's what I kept hearing. We just don't understand. We just don't understand. And I'm like, I'm at the point, I don't care if you understand or not. But my boundary when it comes to my children and protecting them is that if you want to be in their lives, you have to participate. Yeah. Even if you don't get it, even Mm -hmm. if you still think we're fucking crazy, if you want to spend time with them and be respectful of them, this is what you have to do. Mm -hmm. And we don't see them very often. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 And that's that's an example of like a boundary that you you were being very like generous with, you know, Mm -hmm. just like I don't need you to understand this, but I need you to like. Yeah. Try. Be a team player. Be a team player. Pretend. I Pretend. don't care. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what first came to mind when you mentioned that in that way. Or even like, you know, we've talked about it on the show before. You and I have bo- both gone through like tower moments when it comes to f- close friendships. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Everybody I feel does. like a lot of those tower moments came on when I realized I needed to change some of the boundaries in our relationship. Yeah. Like I didn't want to talk about certain things anymore. I couldn't be supportive of certain things. And in changing those boundaries, it changed the way people wanted to interact with me and ultimately led to like a lot of friendship breakups for me, which was for the better. But at the time it felt awful. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, 
Yeah, that what happened to me was a direct result of me putting up a boundary, like a business mm-hmm. boundary, like a, a bringing up something about money, of course, and mm-hmm. and then you know, people don't know how to express themselves, and things mm. sort of snowball, and it's and it's good, but yeah, it's it, I think it is a direct reflect. It's like that reflection. It's like these you're not putting up boundaries to upset other people. Mm-hmm. They're for us, and yeah within hearing that this new boundary's been created that might be that might get your mind thinking oh wait like why do they need this boundary what's wrong with me and then right. that leads to a lot of like gaslighting um a lot of gaslighting <laughs> and you know the you're the problem for putting up the boundary and the, it's like the act of ch- it's like no this happened to family members of mine too and it's just like Wow, like the simple act of me saying like you're like I one of my relatives had like a very aggressive dangerous partner mm. and I uninvited them from something and just saying like hey this person is an alcoholic and is out of control they're mm-hmm. not I am putting up this boundary so they're not around my family mm-hmm. with whom most are some are are POC and Blended, and I'm not gonna have this racist piece of shit around them. Seems like, and they only turned into (laughs) just the ultimate, just like you don't know, blah blah blah. You're you're freaking out, like, and just it's just like, well, goodbye then. Yeah, and then sometimes it ends to a a a small, very um, manageable boundary, like a like a very small boundary. Mm -hmm. Turns they turn it into cutting you off. Yeah, and sometimes that's for the better but it's unfortunate when people can't you know take responsibility for things um yeah and people in their life that they let into their lives mm-hmm. it's really sad i went through something similar with my uncle i call him my aunt's husband right right <laughs> we are not related by blood yeah um but just so many things so many things that I I don't agree with and I offered to have like conversations with him about it and he like this almost 70 year old man lost his fucking mind on me Mm. lost his mind started sending me these insane barraging me with text messages insulting me telling me I'm not gonna listen to a fucking witch just like like completely off his rocker like ignorant shit and i was like cool i don't ever need to talk to you again here's the thing i've tolerated you for 33 years (laughs) right and (laughs) (laughs) i am now an adult and i don't need to do that anymore i yeah there's i've like i don't use facebook because of my family like Mm -hmm. not all of them but it's just not yeah. I don't need to know all these things about you guys. Like I, I don't feel like if you're not like white or much. mixed with white and an American who's pissed off part of their family, then like you're not doing your part. You're not doing your part. <laughs> Have you cut off uncles? I don't know. Because if you haven't yet, you need to try a little yeah, harder. I, mean, I got some family members that are Trumpy and not many and not by blood, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's just really weird shit, and I'm like, I can't can't do that yeah it also protects me from just hating them more totally and it protects my relationships with other members of my family who i love and adore yeah maybe related to those people so it's 
it just protects it's the boundary i needed it protects your peace of mind it's the best decision i ever yeah, made was just i have facebook because of Lady Moon Co. and because yeah. Facebook owns Instagram and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I have to have it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, boundaries with that just was was everything. This is, mm-hmm. like, four years since I've gone on. And my family has a family page. It's really funny because my dad, I love my dad, if you're listening, he's not the greatest communicator in the world. <laughs> so, like, things will happen. He's like, what? And she, you know, he, like, won't tell me. You know, and I'm like, I didn't, Dad, you have to tell me these things. I'm not on Facebook. I'm like, not in the Facebook group. Can everyone just send snail mail like they used to? Like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. And I kind of like it that way. Yeah. But this just, and for the most part, everyone, I think, understands. They probably talk shit about me behind my back, but I That's don't good. care. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, but especially when you're going through, I put up, real strong boundaries with even with people I care about when I'm like going through depression mm. big time I will ghost like I'll be a ghost for a while and some mm. people don't respond well to that I understand but you know I don't know I'm just not I'm someone who's very quick to uh, support people's boundaries mm-hmm. I don't I don't need a lot from people mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And I don't know. I, I guess I'm a pretty secure person for the most part. So it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just sort of, I know how it feels to, you know, it's like check on your friends that like yeah. don't do that. You know what I mean? Like it's that kind of a thing where mm. some people don't put up boundaries when they're, when they need to. Yeah. Right. Like when your mental health is bad, people will overcompensate and like, be bubbly and out there. I don't know. I don't know how people... I'm definitely not like that. You will know how I feel at all times. (laughs) At all times. I don't hide anything, but some people are very good at that. And so I I think it is important for people to remember, magically or not, like you... These are tools. They're tools, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, people don't know... They're tools for people to let people know what's going on with you, too, and where you're at. Like, yeah. ideally, that's what they do, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, something that just popped so into my, my head. Pants are real tight. Just kind of <laughs> like. That's literally, I had a pair of pants like that Woo! planned for this episode, and I had to ditch them. I'm like, I just can't. If I I'm can't stand like, and breathe, I'm not going to be able to sit and breathe. I can breathe. <laughs> it's just there's a crease in my vagine that's just, like, real hard. Hold on. We're just going to fix it. <laughs> Don't cut this out. I see you writing that down. <laughs> All right, I've adjusted. We have to make that a real. <laughs> That's better. You know that hard crease? Absolutely. I know what you mean. That it's, was right up in it's there. It's rude. As, We're oh, good now. It's off to it the side. What happens while you're driving? Uh. I don't wear, I literally don't wear jeans ever. Yeah. Except for today, apparently. Yeah. But, but it's a look. So look, it's fine. Yeah, I try to. for you, for you guys, you know, at home. <laughs> anyway, something sorry. that popped up in my <laughs> head was I used to have really poor boundaries at work. And like mm-hmm. I worked for people who were very much like, you're our family, you're our family, yeah. you're our family. It's a trap. <laughs> and I would tell them too much information about what was going on in my life. Yeah. And all of that stuff would get weaponized and used against me. And after that experience, I learned to keep like my personal life very, very, very yes. private from my bosses. Echo that 100% mm-hmm. and also redefine that as 
business friends versus real friends. Yeah. Business work. My Instagram business friends are my business friends. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I also made that mistake and what it was weaponized against me as well. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Whether it's your employer or you're self-employed and you're like colleague, colleague person. Yeah. Yeah. Colleagues or your bosses. Like that's for sure. Cause it's hurtful. It's very hurtful. (laughs) When it comes back to you. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about this a bit in our last episode on the business of witchcraft, but boundaries in our spiritual practices as self-employed magical people, Mm -hmm. as magical business owners are really important. Um, Like spiritual practitioners, magical people, we need time that's private with our spirits, with our magic, with our practice. We need time that's private with our altars. We need um, rituals that are kept to ourselves, that are personal and dear to our hearts. And like, that's the stuff that replenishes us. And not everything needs to be shared, in my opinion. It just doesn't. No, I agree. And I know, and look, like if you're honestly straight up like i see people all they do is post spells and ritual while they're doing them Mm. look i know the amount of focus it takes to execute a spell Mm. with potency and i can tell you right now holding your phone up and worrying about what it looks like is not gonna make that very strong Mm -mm. so unless it's like a demo which i respect that but also, I just wonder how these cre- when these creators actually take the time to like do things for themselves because mm-hmm. like you've talked about with spirits and spirit guides, not all of them want you to show all your cards. Like some of them like to be seen and named and and thrown flowers, but mm-hmm. not all of them do, and I just for me, it's just not it's not right. It's mm-hmm. not where it's at. It doesn't make me feel authentic to like I agree behave like that so it's honestly how I feel when I see people doing that yeah I I really just think you can't and maybe I'm wrong um I feel like you can't multitask while you're doing magic not in that way no no I mean I I honestly it's a focus you you have to be all in yes and like I'm the type of person that like I can listen to a tv show have a conversation and do something on my computer and check Instagram at the same time and I know what's going on in every single direction I think that's also part of just like growing up in a Cuban house like you have 10 different conversations going at the same time and everybody's fucking yelling yeah um (laughs) (laughs) but like I focus best when I'm multitasking but when I'm at my altar like my spirits like put your phone down like immediately put your phone down yeah put that away like this is the only thing we're doing right now this is it like the focus is the power like the Mm -hmm. focus is the magic like how how do you take that away Mm -hmm. and film it with one hand how do you how I don't know maybe I'm not as powerful as some of those people. I highly Maybe doubt that's, what that's it, it. Maybe that's it. Maybe I just suck. <laughs> Maybe I've just Maybe sucked I wasn't, all these years. <laughs> I wasn't born into a generation that had a phone in their hands. Like That's true. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But it's for me, it's not for me. And if it's if it's something you're doing, then you know, 
Make sure you're protecting yourself because showing a bunch of strangers your magic, it doesn't feel, I don't know. It just leaves be it aware. open to like attack. Like yeah, if opinion. you're showing off your altar, if you're showing off your rituals, you're talking about everything that you're doing, it leaves it very much open to like evil eyes who want to cast against you, work against you, pray against you. And like, that's a bummer. <laughs> that's a bummer. And it's scary. Because mm -hmm. people are on, on the TikTok, especially. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's just really, I don't know how a young younger generations like handle that. And Me maybe either. you have secrets that you're not telling us <laughs> older folk, but um, it's- We'd love to know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it's very interesting to see that happening mm -hmm. so frequently because it's like, if you don't share something, then then uh, it's, it didn't happen. It's like if a tree Ooh. falls in the forest and no one sees it, does it still fall? Yeah. Like, yeah. Before Instagram, we used to say twit pick or it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, Instagramming every part of your life is not great, but I, I understand the pull to do it because it gets attention and it, I understand. Yeah. That. But it's, it's a I balance. I used to put my whole life on Tumblr. I used to put my whole life on mm -hmm. Tumblr. Every, everything. <laughs> everything. That's funny. And it was it, wonderful and horrible. Yeah, oversharing is dangerous. It's so dangerous. It's weird. It's wild. We live in a weird, strange time where, I think I've said this before too, I think in 50 years we're going to look back and think, how in the hell did we survive that? There's going to be sanctions and plays or some shit against <laughs> the amount of time we can. There'll be a mental health war, um, like, like 5150, but for internet use. <laughs> There's probably already that happening, but. I don't know. Do you remember when like the internet was first getting started and everyone was like, never make an email with your real name. <laughs> never no. do a username with your real name. That was something oh, that was yeah. very much drilled into me. And I remember when I started applying for jobs, I was like, I don't think I'm going to get hired if I keep using this like XOXO Cuban girl 1121. <laughs> At gmail.com. No. Yeah. 626 at gmail.com. Was it because of the chat rooms and the dangers of the yeah, chat rooms? Yeah, they're like, I you're not that. ever allowed to say who you actually yeah. are online. Yeah, or where you live or yeah. how old you are, even though ASL And now we're like, happened. I'm live streaming. <laughs> this is where I am in the world. You can find me here. Like, we can't wait mm -hmm. to get the monetization of privacy just popped in my head. Ooh, like that term. that's interesting. Write that down. <laughs> trademark, trademark, <copy. laughs> monetization of privacy.com. You know, one of my boundaries with social media is that if I'm taking pictures out of place or like documenting my time in a place, I won't post until I'm long gone. Yeah. Like I don't post until oh, after I good. leave. That's good. So that... No I, one can find me. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. I don't want people to ever just show up where I am. And they might because you're psychic. 
I just people I went see through me the at days sometimes. I went through the days of like oversharing on MySpace, oversharing on Twitter, oversharing on Tumblr, and people would come up to me all of the time. Like not to sound obnoxious, but people would come up to me all of the time at bars, at clubs, at my job, and they'd be like, "Oh my god, you're da da da," and I was oh my like, gosh. Ah. <laughs> "Yeah." I don't shoe think girl. I ever they used to call me yeah. shoe girl. <laughs> oh, shoe girl, that's right. The only time I've been who knows weird. I ran into someone twice at two different places in LA, a follower. Really? But I didn't tell them where I was, did I? I might have. No, I didn't. But Just yeah, it's always at Target. It's always when I look like shit. <laughs> it's never anything cool. They'll be like, I thought I saw you. You've got at like Target, were you just at adult the diapers in your cart? I'm all. <laughs> it's all extra heavy flow. I don't give a fuck. But Prune yeah. juice. So now I try to spruce myself up a little bit before I go. Just in case. To Target. <laughs> in case somebody will find me. Yeah. Because it happens. It does. Like it happens. Target, like, it's always Target. Are you Lady Moon Co.? Yeah. <laughs> Can you hold my acne cream while I. <laughs> Give me a hug or my preparation H. My, my... <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Another boundary that I have is um, <clears throat> you talked about never showing your altars. I built an altar that is specifically for being seen on camera. I love that. Like that is what it's for. I put exactly what the spirits told me. I am allowed to put on it. And it is not like any of, it's not my main altar. It's not any of my special altars. It is the as seen on TV altar. That's fucking genius. Mm -hmm. Genius. Mm -hmm. Everyone do that. Like a ghost altar. Literally, yeah. Like it's it's a, yeah, it's like a facade altar. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I love that. Because you can make an altar for that reason. Exactly. Like not all altars need to be hit. Like you can make them for different reasons mm -hmm. and for different things. So the fact that you have one that's like meant to be seen mm -hmm. and shown is fucking smart. I love that. Because I feel like showing my real altars is like showing my heart. Yes. It's like showing your, I was thinking like brain center or heart yes, center. Yes, like both. It's very... Like, that's not for so you. Powerful. Look at that flame. <laughs> Look at that one. I know. Huh? Hi. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Do you read flames? Sometimes. That one really caught my eye. How do you make two Geminis quiet? Put fire in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank no, you, it's candle. Blowing my mind right now. Whoa. It's like really, I think everybody can see this. People comment about the flames. Okay, well, since the flames are such a, a point of interest, look at my flame. Or, <gasps> oh, it's a, it's a big flame. It's just Whoa. a big, they're at the same height, too. No, that's crazy. That was something. Wow. That's very cool. I can see like a little figure. The in dudes it. in the comments are like, "It's a fucking flame." <laughs> what it's are CGI. these? It's fake CGI. <laughs> it's an AI flame. AI flame. <laughs> like Kim Kardashian's tears on the Kardashians are, they are fake? CGI. <laughs> I mean, look, can we have CGI flames? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think it's done. But yeah. thank you. Oh. 
Oh. Then the other one started dancing. Oh. 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 Well, we're doing something right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. But, um... (laughs) But like, okay, so there's that, and then I, which I totally forgot we we're talking about. But like, then there's boundaries with, like, when you're practicing magic, right? Mm-hmm. There's the boundaries that we all know and love, hopefully, mm-hmm. which consists of like whether it's casting a circle or a, a boundary. Mm-hmm. That's a boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, or cleansing your space. That's a boundary. Or cleansing yourself. That's a boundary, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Psychic you, and yeah. spiritual protection is a way that you can create boundaries that help to only allow in that which you desire to connect with and to conjure. Um, I come from a tradition that has a lot of guidelines when it comes to connecting with spirits and connecting with prayer and magic and these guidelines are set in place because they protect us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it is casting a circle. Or for me, I I say incantations mm-hmm. at the beginning of all of my spell work or channeling work. And then I say a closing incantation at the end. And that makes sure that as I'm calling people in, opening up the circle, I'm saying exactly who I'm reaching out to, specific types of spirits, specific types of guides. And then when I close the circle, I return anything that doesn't belong to me. Mm -hmm. So if I'm working with a client, I'm sending their spirits back to them. If I'm just working with myself or maybe some spirits of outside of my court, I'm sending them back to whatever realms they're from so I don't have anything hanging out. Very smart. Mm -hmm. And also like, okay, when I first started channeling through the tarot I didn't even realize I was doing it so I didn't have that same structure to my readings and I would have like really distressed spirits coming through Mm. really distressed spirits coming through for people and it would be so taxing on my body and like on my brain and it was just hard and I wasn't able to like effectively communicate the healing messages that were needed because I was so drained by those spirits. And now when I work with people and I have troubled or, or lost spirits come through, like I see them, it's almost like, you know, the plexiglass at the bank. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like they're on the other side of the plexiglass Mm -hmm. and I can see them and I can talk about them and describe them. But who I'm hearing who's next to me are my main guides. And they're telling me, these are the ways we remediate through this. This is how mm. we help the client and how we help the spirit. And I'm not drained by them anymore. Wow. Which is, I mean, I couldn't do my job if I didn't have yeah. that practice in place of opening and closing my circle in a very specific way. That sounds like you have very strict, like, yeah, very strict boundaries with it. Because I asked you, I think I asked you once, like, there. Like, you know, um, mediums that just go into haunted places and and pick up what's there. They want to pick up what's there. Yeah. Like, that's wild. And you were like, that's <laughs> not for me. You know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. just sort of it's strange spirits. Like, that's interesting mm-hmm. how different uh, mediums use different mm-hmm. boundaries and have different... Because they're not all the same, mm-hmm. right? Like, 
we're not going to bring Caitlin to a haunted house and just be like, go, go see what you t- tell me. I what you will see. be waiting outside with a churro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you when I you're done. <laughs> churro. Right. Yeah. Like that, that really is one of my boundaries though. Like mm-hmm. places that are very psychically or spiritually active, unless my guides tell me you need to see this. I don't need it. I don't need to see it. Yeah. I don't need to go in there. It's not for me. I don't even like pretend haunted houses. <laughs> oh my God. I don't either. But it's not I'm, for me. because I'm scared. I don't see anything. I will pee my pants. <laughs> That's so funny. It's, inter- it's interesting though, because some people that is their work, mm-hmm. you know, to go and they're like, they just, that's what they do. It's mm-hmm. like just different tastes and different things and different yeah it's interesting how that works and like okay boundaries are fluid that's a really important thing about them and as much as i like i'm not if there's a house that's like this is a haunted hotspot i will say no thank you but if a client calls me and says i think there's something paranormal going on in my home will you come help me like what do you say i'll do a little divination and if my guides say yeah you can help then i'll go over there and then we begin the process of whatever remediation is necessary and it's not always exorcism Mm -hmm. i perform more exorcisms on people than on places um sometimes it's wild i love performing exorcisms (laughs) but often like it's more about forming conscious communion and relationships with the spirits that are present um and i think it's important for budding mediums especially if you're interested in that type of work to remember that like we are on stolen land in a nation that was built on the backs of indigenous people and enslaved african people there are going to be angry spirits wherever you live there are going to be restless spirits wherever you live and we need to stop and consider that maybe it's not something that needs to be banished but someone who is in need of some sort of care attention or attention to Mm -hmm. be heard and then tenderness understanding yeah yeah a lot of that that's yeah where my boundaries are kind of fluid i guess in that way i won't go into a haunted hot spot but I will go into a client's possibly haunted house. <laughs> That's fair. And I tell my kids all the time, everything's haunted. Like, I don't need to go in there. Like, yeah, the whole world. Like, spirits are everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, they're, they're everywhere. And they're just. Um, That's so wild. What are some methods of spiritual protection that you like to use? Um, I definitely like speaking intent out loud, Mm -hmm. like, like an incantation or something. Um, I like, I like casting circles. Mm -hmm. I like knowing that the space directly around me is protected. Mm -hmm. Um, even though I don't see ghosties, I, I know they're there and (laughs) cause you have good boundaries and, uh, like cleansing before something whether it's like smoke or fire or water air whatever Mm -hmm. you know like I'm big on the circles I've like I also like doing like visualization Mm. um things like where I I will imagine the circle being cast in my mind's eye Mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't need to be um literal uh it's usually not 
literal. I don't like surround myself with brooms, like practical magic, although I'm down for that. It would be cool though. Although that's totally valid. (laughs) Totally valid. Um, But yeah, it's more about definitely something at the beginning, speak, like calling in like good shit, keeping Mm -hmm. the bad shit out. And then just like trusting that that works. Mm -hmm. Like trusting that it works. Mm -hmm. Because like belief is a very strong, mm-hmm. powerful thing. Like mm-hmm. that's a whole ass part of it is believing what you're doing is working. Absolutely. So that goes for protection as well. I think like faith in the work that you do and visualization, like you said, like those mm-hmm. are the most powerful tools that we have in any magic, but in mm-hmm. protection magic as well. Yeah, like imagining mm-hmm. like chords and it's funny i was i've been listening to a lot of ghosty stuff (laughs) but the medium in the ghosty show i've been listening to um like if a spirit is like attached to a person um they will like remove it like cut it away Mm -hmm. and like just the visualizations that she asked the person to visualize like the client to visualize while she's doing it is (laughs) really cool and important that they also visualize it you know coming apart as well Mm -hmm. like it's not just her visualizing it like I would imagine you do that too with your clients like having them do some of that work if it's about them especially you know because that's powerful it is it's this it seems like you know trivial but it's not like that's so important too and if I worked with clients I would do that too Mm -hmm. you know it's like you need to you have the you know, you have the power just as much as I do. Like, mm-hmm. especially if it's a problem that you're having that I'm helping with, like, mm-hmm. and then, you know, hoping they, they understand just like, if they're ever feeling like unprotected, that they have these like specific visuals they can go back to mm-hmm. that they always can have because you always have that with you and you're, you can In always your mind, imagine it's something. always there. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't need to grab a smoke or a, you know, a water, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can just always have it, you know. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite visualizations for spiritual protection. Yeah. I like to visualize like um, big angel wings wrapping around me or wrapping around my house or wrapping around my kids. Mm-hmm. Um I like to visualize a pentagram coming down and forming like a circle Mm. around my space. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to visualize this like thick gold orb forming around my space. Gold is like the color I picture too. I love gold for protection. Yeah. Sometimes like a mirror. I've had certain clients like they want... Their guides will say that they want them to surround themselves with like a mirrored orb Mm. so that it reflects back to whomever is sending something their way. And this is a good segue into the protection portion of Mm -hmm. this episode. I love mirrors. Not Mm -hmm. everyone does. And I understand why they're mimics like Mm -hmm. it's it's creep. It's creepster. Um, 
if you see ghosties, I'm sure it's not the greatest <laughs> thing. It's like Bloody Mary, you know, like look in the mirror. There's a lot of like mirrors oh are my God. powerful. <laughs> like, did you do that? No, never because I, I did knew once. better. It was fucking terrifying. <laughs> I knew not to call upon spirits that were not mine. And one day, Good for you. <laughs> Lola came home from school and oh they no. were talking about like, but Josie told me about Bloody Mary, and I was like, we do not no. call upon spirits. We do not know. No, 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 no. <laughs> we especially do not yeah. call upon distressed spirits. We do not know. With a lot They're of like, folklore okay, behind mom. them. Okay, mom. <laughs> There's a reason why that story gets passed on. Like, don't you ever. <laughs> it was terrifying. <laughs> I bet. Fuck no, that shit's not for me. <laughs> yeah, it was. Honestly, you know, elementary school things, like... They are powerful. That age is so... I was so open at that age. Yes. A lot of weird shit happened to me and my friend Mm -hmm. because I did not have boundaries in place. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than my spirit's probably going, no, don't fucking do that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ah, Shit. shit." (laughs) Like, I really had to um, learn them. And, uh, oh, my friend and I, we got really into witchcraft. Mm -hmm. And we would... Oh man, it's really Did bad. you do light as a feather, stiff as a board? No, it was worse than that. <laughs> this was like elementary school. It's just like your kid's age. Yeah. And we would, we had our own language and like we would. Um, was it light language? <laughs> look, we'll talk. I'll, I'll bring this up again in the next episode because it's relevant and I have a theory. But we would do spells and mm-hmm. we would, we created this like story about this like random woman and i'm not even gonna say what the fuck her name was but like it was like this she was like our teacher and like we would she would like teach us things and like i don't know but we gave her like an identity of like a real person that had died but i don't know if they were the same person or not (laughs) but like we were so into it and like i remember this oh god this one day Oh, God, it's scary. You don't have to share it. No, I want to share it. Okay. This one day at school, she, we were fucking with some weird shit. She was, we were in the bathroom and all of a sudden I turn around and my friend's like face has totally changed. This is probably one of the most, if only the only supernatural things that's happened to me. She looked at me and she punched me in the stomach. She punched me in the stomach and it was not her. And it was, I swear that happened. And it was, it wasn't, she was not, she was a hyper kid, but not a violent person by any means. It wasn't We her. didn't play like that. It was not her. Mm. And just the feeling of it, like the, you know, heightened feelings are heightened when you're a kid, but like, it was mm-hmm. like evil mm-hmm. and evil in the sense of like bad, mm-hmm. not, I don't know, whatever it was, it was not positive. Mm-hmm. There are malicious entities. It was malicious. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, it was a demon, but like, you know, it could have been a low vibrational mm-hmm. situation latching onto our openness. Absolutely. And because we had no <laughs> protection, it was yeah. more about what can we make happen? This yeah. is fun. Never fucked with like a spirit board or anything, but yeah. it was probably a similar situation where it was mm-hmm. just, I was a witch like already Mm -hmm. like very open and like into that and and then eventually it just we stopped playing that way but Mm -hmm. that really happened 
It really happened. Yeah, I I've you. not talked about that a lot, but yeah, yeah, she punched me in the stomach. Crazy. Fuck. You know. Yeah. Violent. Something <laughs> that a lot of my clients who are psychically and spiritually sensitive have in common is these really frightening occurrences as children Mm -hmm. because when we grow up whether it's in christianity or without religion like we are not taught how to spiritually protect and defend ourselves and kids are so open anyway and if you have that added layer of being psychically or spiritually sensitive then it makes you even more open and like there's yeah i've experienced scary things and i've heard of so many other scary experiences like oh i'm so grateful that i'm teaching my kids yeah how to protect themselves spiritually because it's true like you're very you're vulnerable. Even if you're just that playing, man, you are vulnerable. You are vulnerable. You mm-hmm. are just like this thing. And even as humans, just we're vulnerable. Baby. Just a little. When I was little, I remember like I always had to have my covers up over. Maybe you did this too. Up over my ears or over my head Me because too. I would hear things. I slept with the covers over my head. My audience is like loud. Yeah. Like Claire audience, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, I rem- I would hear whispering and shit and I knew that there was shit there. Mm-hmm. And that sort of faded away as I got older or mm-hmm. whatever. It didn't stick very strongly for whatever mm-hmm. reason. But yeah, I mean, that's still the thing I would, if anything, I'm going to hear something. Yeah. I'm not going to see anything, but. I remember when I was yeah. little, I would get really scared in the dark and. I would start to pray. I would start to say the Hail Mary. And then I could hear it being whispered in my ear as I was praying it. And like it, I'm going to cry. Like it scared the shit out of me. It seemed like I was just like, this is fucking terrifying. But then as an adult in my spiritual practice, I started laughing one day when I realized like when I pray, my spirits are like two lines ahead of me. Yeah. And like whispering it in my ears. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. they were praying with me. Mm They were praying with me and I was so scared because I just didn't know. And even with the openness that we had in our home, I was still like, how do I tell my parents about this? I don't think I ever did. I was, I had a lot of trouble sleeping. Yeah. And like, but I think I mentioned this before. My mom would literally do spells on me before I went to bed. And when she started doing that, it stopped. Mm-hmm. It was like literal fucking magic, Dina. <laughs> she watches this shit. She's like, we love you, Dina. We love you, Dina. Um, <laughs> But yeah, she would just be like, I don't remember it fully, but it was like, like we're taking all the stars from all the sky and all the things and we're putting it, sprinkling it on you. It was essentially something like, it was fucking magic. And my dad used to sing me a song. Like it was just very pure. I think that bedtime rituals, whether we are parents or children or adults, are such a beautiful way to spiritually protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like sleep is vulnerable. It is. Like I, it freaks me out to think about it sometimes. I know, right? Like I'm just laying there like asleep. I have a hard time <laughs> sleeping, especially now that I have kids. Like sometimes when I can't sleep, I'll go lay in their room with them. Aww. So if I hear them breathing, I can sleep. I'm fine. <laughs> it's funny if I hear my husband breathing because he snores, I can't 
sleep. <laughs> well, for me, like once kidding. Brian starts snoring, that's when I can sleep. I'm like, I need to hear everybody breathing. That's why I love that's going on vacation because nice. we share a hotel room oh, and I can hear so everybody there. breathing. I try. I really trying to like and be like, oh, it's comforting to know that yeah. he's breathing. <laughs> You're like, shut the fuck up. But it's hard. It's, you know. <laughs> but I'm funny. also a snorer, so maybe that's oh, why it's well. fine with me. <laughs> maybe. But I think, like, bedtime rituals are so beautiful and such, like, a loving and tender way to incorporate spiritual protection into your life. Mm-hmm. Even if that's the only thing you do is, like, yeah. say something magical like covering ourselves in the stardust before night night, or saying a traditional prayer if that's Mm -hmm. something that vibes with you yeah um that's why people like pray oops mm -hmm. like pray you know traditionally that image of someone on their Mm -hmm. bed praying at night you know the last line of the hail mary used to really scare me when i was a kid what is it if i die before i wake oh pray the lord my soul to take yeah it's like, what if you have an aneurysm I mean, in your nighttime? The Hail Mary, like, but there's a line like that in the Hail Mary too. But the sleep oh, prayer was yeah. like, now I lay me down to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I pray That's the Lord the only one I know. keep. Sorry. But that was scary. That is kind of If heavy. I die before I wake, yeah, I'm five. Like, okay, well, that was probably written at a time where that was very plausible. <laughs> like the plague. Like the plague and shit. <laughs> like, I got a bad infection yeah. and this might go down tonight. I don't know. We like to say the Hail Holy Queen because it's not as scary. Cool. Um, it's really pretty and it's a prayer to Mary and it is one that's usually used at bedtime. So that's something oh, we'll say at bedtime nice. and then we'll say like, thank you. We'd like do a little gratitude. Thank you for protecting oh. us. Thank you for watching over us. And then in the morning when I pour coffee for my spirits, I thank them for watching over us and protecting us. And a line that I teach my clients to use and one that I use often is, thank you for keeping me out of sight, mind, and reach of those who would do me harm intentionally or otherwise. And like that line is magic. Mm-hmm. It is powerful. Out of reach. Or out of mm-hmm. sight or out of reach? Out of sight out of and sight out of reach. and out of reach. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's a nice bookend to the mm-hmm. day and to the beginning of the day. I kind of imagine it as like an invisibility cloak or like yeah. a glamour. Yes. Like those people just can't see me. <laughs> yeah. That's really mm-hmm. cool. And those little things like make a big difference. Yes. Like showing gratitude to your spirits in whatever way that mm-hmm. you can. I usually all pop in my office and be like, hey, what's up? Good morning. You know, like <laughs> I'll like talk to them mm-hmm. and be like, cool. And then I spend time in there like whether it's like meditating or doing a little quick yogi or like Mm -hmm. uh working out i do it in front of my altar and that's that's quality time yeah that's Mm -hmm. just like i'm all working out for them and they're like (laughs) you can't lift those 12 pounds yet working and jerking for the lord working and jerking for the lord right there (laughs) they see it all yeah it's entertaining i'm sure it's entertaining it is and they love to be entertained yeah so Mm -hmm. that's that's and it's in my altars in my office so that's kind of my little room. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you make a good point, though, that like spiritual protection doesn't always have to be an elaborate ceremony or ritual. No. It can be if that's what you're called to do, if you feel like you need to. But it can really just be a simple daily thing that is a part of what you're doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that that's when it's most effective, when you attach your spiritual protection to something that you're doing anyway because you don't want to only be protected when you're casting spells 
Yeah. We're protected every day, all yeah. the time. Shower. The shower is a big thing for me. I'm a night showerer. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, the shower is very cleansing to me. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's a boundary. That's protection. That's a reset for me. Mm. And... Yeah, that's ab- my bathroom is absolutely a little magical space. Your bathroom like, is a little temple. It, it really I is. I really love my yeah. bathroom. So I don't shower you know. at night because El Coco gets you if you shower. At oh no, El Coco's <laughs> gonna get me. Tell me more. Uh, in in Cuba, they call him El Coco, but El Coco. In, I think in Puerto Rico, he's El Cucuy. El Cucuy. Um, I've heard of El Cucuy. Yeah. I like don't close my eyes when I shower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To this day, I am yeah. 33 years old. Does he like the shower? And if I shower, I think it's because you're in a vulnerable position. Oh, you know? At night, At when night. the spirits uh-huh. are out. Got it. It's dark. It's spooky. You're naked. Not it's gonna slippery. Get me. Not going to get me. Never. I'll but wash I my hair in the morning. The, I used to be afraid of the showers, too, though. <laughs> yeah. I also feel like that's like um, an autistic thing. Oh. Well, we just don't that. like the shower. I like the shower, but I was <laughs> afraid. Now I do, but I have a clear shower curtain yeah. for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see what's I going on. I don't yes. like not seeing it. I don't like not seeing things. And I have like an intense fear of sharks. And when I was younger, like I would imagine I was in like a shark tank and that there would be like, like a, like a shark, like a shark uh, cage. Yeah. Like the shower was a shark cage because it's the same shape. Because <laughs> it protected you. I guarantee someone out there has felt the same way. <laughs> and because there's going to be a shark come and, you know, just yeah. float through the air and get me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Little Baths mermaid. Too. Yeah. Baths too. I have some fucking trauma with the ocean. Okay. That's all I know in my past incarnations. Yeah. I liked the ocean <laughs> in my past incarnations, but in my current one, I'm. I like lived in it. I have a healthy it. fear of it. <laughs> no, I like lived in the. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Me too. It was cool, but then I died in it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, baths are kind of scary sometimes. I, I, I feel you. The, the shot. Oh my God pools i can't close my eyes if i go in a pool i d- i feel like i'm in, in the ocean i don't get all the way in i don't i don't <laughs> like to go all the way underwater it's not for me it freaks me out i really like rivers i like the river yeah. it's a little bit more shallow yeah. it's a little bit more clear i like a lake moment. i'm into that i'll kayak lakes, on a lake lakes freak no me lakes out. nope i like a lake don't like it they're murky <laughs> I like it. Too many spirits like in there. Like a river. You like the moving water. <laughs> I like the moving water. Yeah. Keeps it moving. It's fresh. <laughs> I, I, like a, I like a big lake or a, a waterfall. I just jumped in a like waterfall a few days ago. That big lake in Yosemite. Oh, God. I, I'm not going like to that it. lake. I don't like it. Not that one. There's one by you my mom's house. I, mean. I do know what you're talking about. No. Yosemite is fucking scary. No. I like the river there. That's it. The, yeah. Wow. I haven't thought about that lake in a long... That's a big-ass lake. It's a big lake, and it doesn't look like it wants people to swim no, in it. Uh-uh. And well, yet... Look, Yosemite is sacred territory. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. It's not necessarily our territory. I could hear, like, this is a cemetery. Yes. This is a cemetery. Yeah, when no. I was standing in front of that lake, yeah. and I'm just like, what? My husband's like, I'm going to jump in. And I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah. <laughs> I mean, people do jump in. They do. A lot it's of people go missing in Yosemite, okay? For a reason. They do. And yes, for a reason. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. We should do an episode on forests. <laughs> we should do an episode on forests. Okay, we will. It's like an expansion pack on the cryptid episode. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We um, will next season four. 
Some other ways that I like to incorporate spiritual protection into my life is I like to do visualizations of like fiery walls. I like put my hands down at the bottom. I do it when I'm standing, feet firmly planted on the floor, and I reach out my hands and I visualize that I'm lifting up fire up the walls of my house. Ooh, yeah. All the way up these fiery walls of protection. And then I will do like I will do a cross up and down and then I will do like an X like this so that there's like bars across it. And Mm. then I visualize that I'm pushing like steel against that. So it's like these Mm. layers and I will go around the house like once a month and do that on every wall that faces the outside. I like that. I really like that. I do it to my mirrors too. Oh, yeah, because I, should pro- I should probably do that. I love mirrors personally, but mirrors are portals. Yeah, they are. And if you don't cleanse them and, like, lock them, mm-hmm. I call it locking them mm-hmm. regularly, then, like, people just be like, hello. <laughs> Spirits just start <laughs> popping through. <laughs> I do love a mirror. I like mm-hmm. to draw symbols uh, on the doorways, like mm-hmm. the front door in white chalk. If you have white walls, you can do mm-hmm. any one of these secrecy about it. You can use white on white. It's mm-hmm. still fine. Uh, or you can do different colors. I did that once when my altar was in the other room that had a darker green wall. Mm-hmm. I did like, it looked cool. Yeah. You can uh, draw symbols of protection. I like to put broom around up above my door frame. I do brooms that too. <clears throat> in certain places. The front door specifically. Yeah, me too. And in the, I have one on my porch too. So everyone knows I'm a witch. <laughs> In case you weren't okay, sure. Okay, a funny story, Absolutely. Though. So um, the woman who sometimes, and her mom, sometimes clean our house. And uh, they're super nice. They've been coming for like yeah, a few times a year for like the past few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I was all, hey, I had to cancel a day. And I was like, hey, sorry. Uh, her mom's name is Maria. And like she was, I was like, can you tell your mom like, So she has to tell her mom, like, oh, she canceled. And she sent the message to me instead of her mom. And she's, I didn't even tell Mike this. And she said, uh, she said, uh, in Spanish, the witch needs to cancel Monday. (laughs) (laughs) And I was laughing. I didn't say anything. I was just like, oh. You're like, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, if you've, if you've cleaned my home. It's not, it's been not in a it, secret in Laura's house. Not, it's obvious, especially if you're like spending time like, huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it was so fun. Because I always That's wondered funny. like, do they care? Do they, I know yeah. they know, but like they call me the wit. Like that's yeah. what they call me. I have this Brazilian couple who it was I hilarious. adore, um, Diana and her <laughs> husband, and they come every once in a while to clean yeah. our house too. Yeah. And like, I'm obsessed with Diana and yeah, I'm always really afraid of having people over in general because like my altar is not like the crystal altar you see Right. On the internet. Okay. Like Laura's seen my altar. A few people. Yeah. Seen, there's like spirit dolls on their yeah. shit that some people would look and they went, they, they, they might be confused and or horrified. <laughs> and like, it's, it's a cultural thing. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> I'm like afraid, to, but I need help. I need this woman's help. Yeah. And so Diana comes in and 
she's like communicating to me in broken Spanish and I'm communicating to her in broken Portuguese because she's from Brazil and like I'm Cuban and Mexican. But she comes over to my altar and she's like, I vacuum. And she like very, she cleaned my altars for me. She knew what was up. Like Diana knew exactly what was going on. And like she took care of my altars for me. And I was just like, oh, what a relief. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that is so, so now funny. I want to Oh my god, I know. <laughs> it was so funny. It's like I'm, I've arrived. I'm a real witch <laughs> I'm now. I'm a real witch now. <laughs> I just never, th- I never, I never thought about it too much because I'm like they've been coming for like years. Yeah, like, they must have figured this out by now. <laughs> but it's funny that it's like that's how mm. they know. That's that's your name that in their address it's, book. It's La Bruja. La Brujita, I think was the term. That's cute. Oh, La they brujita. called you Brujita. That yeah. means that's loving. Is that then. better? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was Brujita. That means you're cute. Little, and, cute little witch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're, they're not like. No, they're of super you, nice. They like me. It's yeah. just like. That's cute. It was, I was uh, just like, oh, it's never been spoken of. <laughs> that's so cute. Um, yeah. One protection technique that I learned from Dion Fortune's Psychic Self Defense, which Ooh, yeah, recommended reading. Check it out. Granted, it was written in the like turn of the century. It's not um, perfection. Not Y two K. Not that turn of the century. Oh, I was all. What are you talking about? Um, like the eighteen hundreds. 1899. Exactly. There you go. Party like it's 1899. I would like to party over one day. Um, maybe that. Maybe I don't actually. Not no, really. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'd be tied to a stake. Spanish flu. It's yeah, just it everything seems bad about that. I'd be hunted. It's all bad. Um, that's a book I need to try and find. That's cool. So you can usually find it on like used book websites and it's if you buy it new it's usually pretty expensive Mm. but i found two copies for two dollars okay well so anyway um it's a great book if you are looking for inspiration that is like psychic and spiritual self-defense that's not specific to any sort of spiritual practice you don't so much have to worry about appropriation Mm -hmm. but a technique that i love from that book is dipping your finger in water and drawing a pentagram and the point goes out towards what you're protecting yourself from. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing it on the inside of your front door, the point of the pentagram points to the front door, Mm -hmm. right? Or um, the example is that he's staying at this house with all these people who are doing like paranormal shit. It's like the haunting. Um, oh, is this the one where where the, like, there's a person in the house he's protecting himself from? Yeah, like, have I talked story. about this yeah, before? Have. Yeah, and she's like chasing him around with a knife. So yeah. then he does the <laughs> he does the pentagram in water that he actually learned from his mentor, and he points the point in towards her door so that she can't come out at night. And like it that. works, but that's a really easy way to also protect yourself. Like, look, we don't all live in super cozy warm comfortable situations and if you're trying to keep people out of your room or keep people Mm -hmm. in theirs that is a very helpful tool for you to work with and it is unseen Mm -hmm. most importantly you can do it without anybody ever knowing it Mm -hmm. 
the, yeah, I like the protection magic where it's like just sneaky, sneaky. Me too. I like that because as soon as you advertise it, post mm-hmm. about it, tell someone about it, it risks it being found out mm-hmm. because if you're protecting yourself from someone, they're likely trying to hurt you in some sort of way. And mm-hmm. you don't want them to know that you're how you're doing it, you know, or how you're doing yes. it or that you're the one that's behind it. Mm-hmm. And that could be not dan- that could be dangerous. But that about that, too, like. You can make up your own protection shit. Like, make up your own mm-hmm. ritual. Like, make up your own way of protecting yourself. Like, you have the power to do that. In your imagination. In your imagination. You don't even need stuff. No. Like, mm-hmm. like the person that thought of the water thing, that's such a simple thing. And mm-hmm. it's so effective. Like, you can think of things like that that aren't pulling from cultures or whatever that aren't yours. Like, mm-hmm. you can think of, like, Make up your own stuff, mm. you know, like it's fun and like personalized and chances are if it's coming from you, it's real potent mm. and like maybe guided or divine it or guide, you know, mm. something from your your guides or channel it or something like that's that's fun for me. I agree. I prefer doing that. Sometimes even in the moment, I do that shit. Yeah, spontaneous magic. Mm. You know I love it. Don't know what's gonna happen. Like, yeah, if you get if you've been doing it for a long ass time, you need to keep yourself entertained and protected. You can make it up as you go along. Mm-hmm. I really like protective talismans, too. Yes, I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The kind you Need put to wear around mine. your home, but really like the kind you wear on your body Yeah, that are touching your skin. And mm-hmm. it can be it can be a necklace you wear every day. It can be your glasses if you wear glasses all of the time. A ring. Um, if you come from like the Catholic tradition, a scapular is a really great thing. A scapula? Thing. A scapular. What's a scapula? <laughs> so a scapula? a scapular. What's a scapular? Is a, a piece of Scalpel? like Catholic iconography, and it's it's two strings, and on each side of the two strings, there's like these little squares of fabric, and there's usually like a saint. Do you wear of it some on sort. your neck? And you wear it on My your neck. My dad wears one of those. And one goes on the front. Catholic convert. Yeah, and one goes on the back, and you wear it inside your clothes, dad. so it's touching your skin. My daddy's protected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what and, like, saints are. I'm gonna ask him. A prayer. I'm gonna ask him for specifics <laughs> in front of my stepmom. What you got on that? <laughs> like, tell me more. He's like, oh, oh, she makes me work. <laughs> my stepmom's like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's cool. She's Catholic as fuck. <laughs> We like her though. Yeah, that's funny. Is cool, but yeah, scapulars because they touch your skin. If you wear waist beads, you can enchant your waist beads. Like all of these different things that you are wearing more often than not are really excellent things to say prayers of protection over. Can you enchant an IUD? Maybe before it goes in. I'm just thinking of weird things to like enchant to protect (laughs) you. Maybe before it goes in. (laughs) I like, yeah, I I like wearing there. I have a few like, I don't wear them enough. See, I need to Mm -hmm. wear like crystals, which we'll do an episode on next season. Yes. I do enjoy, I do have a few heavy weighted. I like the heavy weight of something Mm. that can also be used as a weapon if I need it to be. So there's these cute little like, pocket knives necklaces that i've seen people have i think that's a yeah. great like literal interpretation of or a heavy crystal or a rock that you find and you can fashion into a necklace i don't know on the altar of one of my protection spirits um 
I draped a rosary and the crucifix is a switchblade. That's so cool. It's fucking cool. Yes. And that's like what she has over her. That's rad. <laughs> Actual weapons can be jewelry. Yeah. I bought it for myself and she was like, that's Mine. for me. That's for me. Thank you. <laughs> I have okay. several knives, yes, yeah. daggers. Also, by the way, like arm your spirits. This is something yeah. that I learned in my tradition, but it's something that anybody can do. If you have altars for your guardian spirits, your warrior spirits, put a dagger on it, put a knife on it, put an ax on it, whatever their preferred weapon of choice is, mm. put that on. Obviously, like if you have kids in your house, be mindful of this. Um, but putting actual weapons or representations of those weapons on their altars when you arm yeah. your spirits you make them stronger in their abilities to protect you yeah so. i've i've been very much called to do archery lately like to to practice the thing that my spirit like one of them literally does mm -hmm. or to get like a bow and arrow, but like it's very large and I'm trying to think of like a good way to incorporate that or to just practice it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I really want to get into that. Okay. It's funny that you said that Why? because I found this charm and it's not mine. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it's real gold or not. But it's an archer no, in it's like not. a woven circle. And I was like, I need to take this Laura. I need to take this really? to Laura. I need to take this Shut to Laura. Up. Yeah. I don't know if I put it in my bag or not, but. That's so weird. It's for you when I remember okay. to bring it. <laughs> well, that's great. Mm -hmm. When I first looked, oh, I was wow, like, is this Cupid? So and I was like, no, it's for Laura. It's for Laura. Uh -huh. Yeah, the bow and arrow, like, I've just been very into it. Like, I've been like, you need to get that, you need to get me that, or mm -hmm. you need to do that. Like, that's mm -hmm. the next step. Yeah. That's or even the next like, level. If you can't find a weapon to put on your altar, <laughs> I want a weapon. Like, printing out a picture or creating yeah. art of that weapon, painting an image of the mm -hmm. bow and arrow and putting it on their altar also helps to arm your spirits yeah. well. So. I should probably symbols fashion work. a bow and arrow out of sticks, which yeah. I very you could very do it. easy yeah. to do. Good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on my to-do list. <laughs> Very important. Ooh, with everything else. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Another one of my favorite things to use for protection are mirrors. Mm -hmm. Mirror magic. It's different for everyone as I've found that people I talk to have very specific boundaries with mirrors, and I totally mm -hmm. respect that. I don't. So I like to... I just love mirrors and I, of course, cleanse them and make sure they're like mm -hmm. safe for me or whatever. But like, uh, I like that they reflect back. I think there's something mm -hmm. really powerful about, I like having them on my altar. I like, I like having them when I do magic. And I know that mm -hmm. sounds kind of wild because you're like, that's a portal and that, you know, things no, can come in and good. out of, but like. It amplifies it for me. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just what it does. I love having, like, like literally right in front of me. Like, I'm not staring at myself like, oh, wow, I'm so pretty. While but I you do. can, like, catch it but in I, your periff while your candlelight yeah. is doubled. Like, yeah. everything is doubled for yeah. me. And I just really enjoy that. But also yeah. for protection, like... Ooh, there's some fun stuff you can do with the mirror. I agree. You can do some fun things mm -hmm. with just amplifying shit back on somebody. Mm -hmm. um, 
which we did talk about in our what is what in was one of our episodes we talked one of our, about it. in the first season we talked yeah. about protecting yourself and how that's not oh like hexing oh, and baneful magic baneful magic which is a great episode which is a great episode yeah, yeah and and how uh it's a misunderstood concept mm-hmm. and vilified concept mm-hmm. but that protecting protecting yourself and rebelling and saying a no 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 is like important it is and necessary for the world we live in Mirrors are delicious. Mirrors I are love just, mirrors. I know they're all they're mm-hmm. all the things, and I'm okay with it. But that's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I yeah. have mirrors on my altar too. They're just yeah. so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, you know what? Someone someone brought up, or I saw someone post about recently. There's this show on the Disney Channel, and it, I don't know what it was called, but it was. Um, it was like the beginning of my mirror obsession. It was really old. <gasps> Adventures in Wonderland. Adventures in Wonderland. I immediately know what you're talking. You used and, to have to wake up early to watch oh it. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. She would the way she'd get to Wonderland was she'd walk through the mirror oh. and she would just walk through and it's the beginning. And when I was little, the amount of times I tried to do that look. I loved that show so it much. Was it was so, so cool, cool and so weird. And it was amazing. That she would walk through it and then just be there. Like yeah. I would try to do and it. Her outfit, like yeah, uh, like, yeah, that it, was the fashion. So good. The fashion. I hope I can find it on uh, YouTube somewhere. Yeah. Google Adventures in Wonderland. Everybody, like treat intro yourself. or something. Uh, like that's magical. Like it really was. Really caught my attention yeah. and stuck in my in my Me mind. Me too. Forever in the Truly, back of my brain. Yeah. yeah, that's so funny. So. So, you know, everyone's relationship to objects is different. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that we can't get along. So let's be, be understanding that not all witches are the same. And not your way of practicing is maybe not for everyone else, mm-hmm. you know. So, But do what feels right for you. But do what feels right for you, but just don't get angry at people for, you know, maybe doing something slightly different. Or using a mirror scary because they're fun i love mirrors i do so we don't we don't have any spirit candy because we're gonna go eat a spirit sammy that we have in the kitchen we're hungry our spirits and i are our spirits and i our spirits are hungry and so are we and so are we so we will bid you adieu thank you farewell thank you thank you for watching Please leave us more questions on the third eye line (laughs) because we don't have any more for you. So until next time. Until next time. Goodbye. Let's walk through the mirror. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at third eye bind pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the third eye line by sending us a voice message or text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash third eyebind. Third Eyebind is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin at caitlin.grania.